Hello everyone, today we'll be studying the 20th chapter of Sefer Yeshua for February 20th. The entire land of Israel has been distributed, divided amongst all 12 tribes. This chapter will be discussing the cities of refuge, or as they are referred to in the Torah, the Ari Miklot, the original sanctuary cities. So what are these sanctuary cities, or Ari Miklot, cities of refuge? So it explains in a few places in the Torah, if someone murders accidentally, not intentionally, and not completely out of one's control, but some, some, something in between intentional and out of one's control, which we usually call by accident. The classic case is a guy's going down a ladder, and something happens, the rung of the ladder falls down, murders the person beneath him, is chayiv galus. So what does it mean, he's chayiv galus? That means like this. That means that the relative of the victim is permitted to kill the person who killed his relative accidentally. However, the Torah says if he runs to these Arei Miklad, then he's protected from the Goval Adam. He's protected from the person who wants to take vengeance. And he's supposed to stay there for, again, two reasons. For two reasons. Number one, to stay safe from this relative who's out for him. And number two, as a kapara, as a atonement. As a atonement. Now, these uh, cities were are, are will be described in our chapter sorry let, let me repeat that line uh, so these cities were spread out through the land of israel and also a few on the eastern side of the jordan river now it happens to be that the six cities that are going to be described here uh, actually also belong to the levim so levim live live in these cities which is interesting to think about that for some reason the levim were given the cities that also happened to be the cities that if you killed accidentally you had to run uh, to them and then in chapter 21 it's going to complete the list of the other 42 cities so while reading chapter 20 chapter 21 we are also reading about not just the cities that you could run to if you kill accidentally but also the cities that belong to the levim which in in a way, is really the remaining tribe that has not received the land. So it makes a lot of sense that that the chapter is right now, because once we've finished discussing all the other tribes, well, there's one more tribe, and that is Levi, because remember, Yosef is counted as two. So in a sense, when it comes to dividing the land of Israel, Levi's tribe number 13, they received the cities. However, the first six are referred to as, as the cities of refuge. So let's read about them. Hashem spoke to Yeshua, saying, say, actually, the Hebrew is, is important to read, because it's Vedaber Hashem El Yeshua Lamar. Now, we're so used to that refrain from Chamisha Chamsha Torah, where it says, V'yidabar Hashem El Moshe Lamer. This is actually the only place in the Torah where it says, V'yidabar Hashem El Yeshua Lamer. The question is, why? So quite possibly, it might have to do with the fact that this commandment is repeated so often uh, in the Torah, it's a complete, complete fulfillment of a mitzvah that Hashem gave to Moshe Rabbeinu. Hence, to sort of bring us back to that time, uh, we use that same refrain, that line that was used when Hashem gave the commandment to Moshe. It's a bit problematic because we found the similar thing by uh, Bismila, and you know that Yeshua, Yeshua told Hashem told Yeshua to now it's time for Bismila in the beginning of Sefer Yeshua. And it doesn't use that line of God spoke to Yeshua saying, uh, but it, it is possible that many point to Vaidaber as a language of strength, in other words, or harshness. There's two ways the Torah uses. There's two types of words the Torah uses to describe Hashem speaking. Sometimes it'll say Vayomer, sometimes it'll say Vayidaber. When it's Vayomer, it's more of a soft 
tone, and when it's very dev, it's more of a strong tone. So it's possible since we're dealing here with an accidental murder, uh, the words of Hashem come out in a way that are supposed to seem somewhat harsh, because this isn't something we like to talk about. So it says the the Chumash, sorry, he says, Say speak to the Jewish people saying, give to them the Ari Miklot, these cities that I spoke to you. Biad Moshe. They spoke to you through Moshe. Lono Shomer Ritzayach, that any murderer should run there, Makinemish Bishkog Biflidas. If he kills accidentally, he should go there. Vahilachem the Miklot, Migaladam. And it'll be a safety net from the Venger of blood, in other words, from the victim's relative. And also, you should run to one of these cities, and you should stay there. And speak his words into the ears of the elders of that city, saying, Why you are here. And they will gather you into the city. Free rent, they will give you a place to stay. And if the relative chases after him, they shall not deliver the killer into his hand. Because he did it accidentally. And he wasn't known to hate the person that he killed accidentally. Because if he knew the person who he killed accidentally, not only knew but he hated him, then we would assume that it was somewhat intentional. And he should stay there. And most of the kind of the fascinating thing, again, it's really repeating everything as we know in the Torah, that is he must stay there till the Kohen Gadol dies. It's very hard to understand. Once the high priest dies, then you're free to go. The murderer can then go back to a city. And where are these cities of Akdushos Kedush Begalil Bahar Naftali? So three cities on the side, whether it's in Naftali, Shechem in Harafaim, Veskiris Abbe Yechevon, and Be'evel Yadid on the eastern side of the Jordan River, we had three cities as well, which the Gemara uh, sort of talks about. That, that seems hard to understand. After all, the ratio of cities to people is very not equal. Because on the eastern side of the Jordan River, you only had two and a half tribes. On the western side, you had plenty of tribes. So the Gemara comes out, there must be on the eastern side of the Jordan River, there were more murderers, and therefore more accidental murders. Uh, these are the cities meant for all the Jewish people, and for one to dwell there. Now, the question is, why does one wait until the high priest dies? When the high priest dies, then you're good uh, to go. So the most common explanation given is that if a murderer took place under the high priest's watch, then it, we consider him somewhat culpable because he's supposed to pray for his generation that these things shouldn't happen. So therefore, by associating the death of the Kongodol with this person's release, we're saying that somehow the Kongodol's, um, the Kongodol was deficient in his protection of his generation, and therefore your, the killer's fate, is somewhat tied to the Kongodol's fate, and once he receives his kapara, then you'll be good to go as well. Okay, so that's the chapter 21, giving out these six cities for R.A. Miklat. With that, we conclude our study of Navi for the day. As always, thank you so much for taking time out of the day to study some Navi.